Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And we are back with our special 2018 retrospective series. Last week, you ranked and discussed each of our top five favorite songs of 2018. The week before, we discussed our top five favorite concerts. This week, we're going to wrap up 2018 once and for all and each rank our top five favorite albums of 2018. Here we go. All right, so now that we've talked about our top five favorite concerts of 2018 and our top five favorite songs of 2018 that weren't on the albums, now the moment we've all been waiting for, the main attraction, our top five favorite albums of 2018. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we're going to list off our top five back and forth and then maybe talk about some honorable mentions and then to go deep into our top five. All right, who's going to start? You do. Okay. My number five favorite album of the year, 2018, is KTSE by Tiana Taylor. Interesting. What's interesting? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about okay. what's interesting in a second. Um, my number five uh, album of 2018, uh, which again, I was mentioning before, uh, it's kind of flipping between this and Johanna Warren's Gemini 2, but I chose this one, is Courtney Barnett's Tell Me How You Really Feel. My number four favorite album of 2018 is Post by Jeff Rosenstock. As is mine. Okay. Lovely. My number three favorite album of 2018 is Johanna Warren with Gemini 2. Love it. My number three album from 2018 is Clean by Soccer Mommy. Awesome. My number two album of the year is Skylight by Pine Grove. Ooh, so close. <laughs> My number two album of the year is Fourth Wanderers by the band Fourth Wanderers. And my number one album of the year mm. is Joy as an Act of Resistance by Idols. I had a feeling. Uh, I wondered num- if you did. Yeah. <laughs> my number one uh, album of the year, hands down, is Skylight by Pine Grove. Beautiful pick. So again, uh, I don't even remember if Josh mentioned this uh, in this episode, but these were albums that we shared with one another from the get-go so that we could listen to ones that maybe the other hadn't listened to before. Um, and just get a little feel so we could have something to talk about. And uh, when I was, uh, when I said interesting for um, KTSE being number five, it's because yesterday Josh called me up and he had already given me uh, oh, a right. list of, of five albums that, again, not in order, but were going to be his top five albums. And he's like, uh, please don't hate me. I have to make a change. I have to put jeff rosenstock's post on this list i just okay so basically i'll back up and say jeff wasn't on my list which was breaking my heart forever (laughs) because he's my hero but i just knew that usa was like the best song i'd ever heard incredible and so it was on my top five songs list Mm -hmm. but the more i was listening to the album i was like how the fuck is this not on my list so yeah it, it wasn't even five it was four that, that's the interesting yeah. part <laughs> so unfortunately i had to give the boot to first aid kit which i guess we'll go right into our honorable mentions now before yes. we talk about the first aid kit album is absolutely beautiful it is the best americana you've ever heard by people from sweden and these are two swedish sisters who have the most unbelievable harmony yeah oh my god it they is... feel very I'm going to say olden times, but when I say that, I mean like 70s. <laughs> totally. They totally it have like 70s sounds like a Fleetwood Mac kind of, but, but Laurel also... Canyon but it's folk, not, it's not just the harmonies. It's really their voices, like have a maturity to them that you mm. don't usually hear nowadays. Again, we're talking, we're going to be talking about a lot of sort of 
hushed, you know, nowadays singer songwriters or whatever female singer songwriters. They don't usually have like a big voice, like you know Florence and the Machine. I like, remember actually you big, saying that when voice. we had listened months ago in the car to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it was hard for me to take this off, but f- the first Aid Kid album. This, this is their third or fourth album, and this one by far trumps all the rest. I mean, this yeah. is an incredible record. Like I said earlier in our songs, uh, the first three songs on Ruins, the first eight, first eight Kid album, are just unbelievable. And I love the rest of the record, too. And actually, the last two songs are amazing as well. Uh, but oh, my God. My other honorable mentions, we already talked about Arctic Monkeys. That's an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that album. Uh, you were so into that I, album. I couldn't believe it. It took me a few listens, but I was like, this is the most interesting album. Yeah. So colorful, the yeah. production, the songwriting, the lyrics, the humor. It's just, to me, the back end is not as good as the front end, mm-hmm. and there's a few songs I would take out, so it's not perfect. Um, I already mentioned Nico Case. It's, like I said, Nico Case's album is not perfect. There are a bunch of, uh, a handful of songs I'd skip or yeah. don't love, but my God, when she hits, I love so many songs on that album, and that album I just listen to a ton. At the end of the day, our top five favorite albums are what we listen to the most, what we love the most. Yeah. So Nico Case definitely deserves to be mentioned. My last honorable mention I want to talk about is Pusha T's Daytona, which was the best rap album I heard this year, which, hmm. to be honest, I haven't listened to a lot of hip-hop this year which is which is odd for me i don't listen it's not my main genre but i still love hip-hop and rap this this year i only listened to a handful of hip-hop albums and this was by far the best and it just needs a special shout out every track is just fire i mean it's by far the best except for ktse unless you you consider that that's way more r&b and soul but she definitely does have some rap songs on there yeah or or rappy hip-hop stuff yeah well that's kind of hip-hoppy um so the only other I mean, again, I only listened to 13 new albums this year, so I'll list those. But the only other really honorable mention, aside from Johanna Warren's Gemini 2, was Parquet Court's Wide Awake, which I just thought was... Like, I've heard a couple songs, like, what is it, Sunbathing Animal and stuff like that from maybe... Uh, some, some of their earlier records and I wasn't as into it it felt a lot more just punky you know his voice is a little <laughs> whatever this album was very cool very callback to sort of psychedelic you know oh, 60s yeah, violence yeah so I, cool. I love I love the production on the album it is very cool it's a very unique sounding album and I love the direction that they went in for this um, you know what I should have said earlier yeah. another thing that another song that was fighting for my honorable mentions or fighting for top five was almost had to start a fight. That oh, song yeah. is amazing. And then and the second part. In and out of patience. Oh my God. That is is that cool, what I mean? Yeah. In and out, in and out of patience. God, that that song is fucking awesome. If it's stopped, uh, yeah, it's so I don't good. know what he's saying. <laughs> but yeah, great album. Uh, let me just list off, because I mean, you have whatever, 100 albums. Just let me list off the other albums I actually listened to for context. <laughs> Uh, Ice Age, they came out with an album, Beyondless, which I honestly, I kind of wanted to talk to you about because I know you were sort of like, I don't it's get It's so that. funny. For, for all the post-punk that I love, clearly, yeah. with Idols being my number mm-hmm. one, I just don't connect to the songwriting and the vocals of Ice Age. It's interesting. It's, it's been very I hard for me to connect with. his vocals to even that of really? Idols. And also, their guitars are way messier and more spacious. I think I like the, the meatier heavier riffier guitars fair enough there was something where i'm just appreciating nowadays that like maybe if certain tones of people's voices or like volumes or i don't know something where it's like if maybe at one point if something was way too 
crunchy and like, I mean, you try to play me like uh, Converge and uh, Dillinger Escape, Escape Plan, Plan and stuff like that. It's still hard for me to get into that because at the core, I can't really hear a great song at the core of it. But for something like Ice Age, you know, Beyondless, I'm like, I didn't really know their past albums. You saw them live this year, I right? did see them live, yeah, and it was good. But at the core, they're really good songs. Oh. Like aside from however, whatever, def- um, no, I should definitely give him another His chance. voice sounds like, and you know the messiness. Maybe it's it's pretty cool. Uh, Nico Case's Hell On, obviously I listened to a lot. Was disappointing compared to some of her other albums. Arctic Monkeys, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, Interpol's Marauder, Justin Courtney Pierre from Motion City Soundtrack. He came right. out with an album in the drink, and uh, Brandy Carlisle's um, self-titled album. No, sorry, not self-titled album. <laughs> by the way, uh, by the way, I forgive you. Not sure where that came from. Um, and then I listened to the Boy Genius EP as nice. well. Very nice. So that's all I had to go on for this list. But anyway, all right, let's get right into it. My number five favorite album of the year is Tiana Taylor's "Keep That Same Energy" or KTSE. Gave it up to somebody who didn't deserve my body. You gon' have to lend a shoulder, help me kill this thing over. I, I believe you love me exceeds and ease. And you can take responsibilities of my healing. I'm feeling, don't go trade the years that we put in. So hold on, hold on. So Tiana Taylor is from Harlem and she's on Kanye's Good Music record label. This is her second album. I'll be honest, I discovered her probably how most people discovered her as the star of Kanye's music video for Fade. I don't know if you've seen this video. No. But it is as impressive as it is hot. I mean, it is basically her doing this crazy dance workout mm-hmm. to the in the music video sort of in a gym like flash dance. Oh my god, it's watch it. Okay. Watch that and then watch Make Me Feel. Okay. Uh, But anyway, that's honestly all I knew her from. I didn't really know her music. But uh, Kanye this year had a very interesting year. He sort of holed himself up, no pun intended, in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and started tweeting, was like, I'm releasing five albums. They're going to be this, 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 and this. Each one is going to be a week apart. And everyone's like, yeah, sure. But he didn't. He released the new Pusha T album. The Kanye West album, Kids See Ghosts album, the Nas album, and this was actually the fifth and last of the five Kanye. He produced all these albums. I only all. found out about that, I think, today oh, or, uh, or last night, and I was like, it made made so much sense. So I don't want to give uh, him too much credit, but credit where credit is due. The production of this album is so good. stunningly I gorgeous. I love all of the samples. Oh, he so is glad just to the hear master it. He is so of good. Sampling. He's so good. I think a good touch point for this album is last year's Control by SZA. They're very similar in terms of the sort of blending of R&B, soul, pop, and hip-hop. But I gotta be honest, I like this better. I think it's a short, It's a, I mean, it's a short. One of the gimmicks of Kanye's thing is he's like, every album's gonna be seven songs. This one was actually eight. <laughs> but same with Pusha T's, so they're yeah. all very short. Um, there's no filler. To me, there's no bad no. songs. And every song sounds different. This is making me so happy because, again, I didn't know what Adam thought about any of these albums. Right. And, you know, I just mentioned before, you know, I I listened to 13 albums. I guess technically I've also listened to KTSC, Joy is an Act of Resistance, and, uh, well, Gemini was already on mine. So, yeah. But, oh, man. Like I said, the production is gorgeous. And so he executive produced this. So he either solely produced or co-produced every song on here. It's so for the most part, soft, tasteful, sparse soul samples, yeah. guitar licks, quiet percussion. Oh man, I want to highlight especially the song Gonna Love Me. I 
Gonna Love Me epitomizes everything I'm talking about about that production, but also an incredible vocal performance and melody by her. When she sings, Please wait up for me till I get home. I can't even do it. <laughs> that's it's that's the so, line I picked out as it's well. It's so good. It's so good. You're just listening to a great singer, and oh man, it's just so sexy and soulful and, and not too oh, produced. You wanna love me. Oh, You're it's gonna so wanna good. It's me. so good. Similarly, Issues Hold On sounds very similar to that instrumentation. Um, the, the album opens with no manners, which is cinematic yeah. and kind of snarky. I got a man, but I got I got no manners yeah. or something. It's I love so that. cool. I love Her- my hubby so handsome. I love it. Hurry is like funky, catchy with that muted guitar. Oh, hurry, hurry, I love hurry. the way it sounds. And actually, Kanye has a good rapping feature there. Yeah. Three-way is absolutely filthy. I mean, it is... Three-way a- is a sonic porno. Yeah, it really is. It is so explicit. And it's about a threesome with her husband. And it's like, I can't believe she put is that on. her husband singing on it? No, I don't. Actually, I don't know. There's I don't something know. about that. I don't like. There's the, there's the lyric, I watch you licking on her while I beat it from the back. It's just, for me, hard to take seriously the lyric said two heads so are, outright. Two heads are better than one. I, I mean, don't mind like, that. That's funny, I also love, what ridiculous. is it, like, get up in the ribs tonight? Oh, my God. But there's something, so I, honestly, I think it literally sounds like the lyrics he's painting. He sounds like he's just kind of there watching them go at it. Yeah. And it's kind of lame in the background. I kind of just want to hear her sing it the whole time. Whereas Control, the SZA album I was talking to, is more about a self-conscious album about insecurity and relationships. This one is way more a celebration of life, sex, relationships, she, and also I her just being a she badass. Had, well, she had... Uh, gotten married and had a kid I think between yeah, the Iman two. Shumpert who's a famous NBA player I don't know if you know that. Oh I did not. Yeah. So that probably is not him singing yeah. what I just I mean, said. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's got a good voice. Maybe. At the risk of talking about every song but it's so short and every, no, song, every song is good. Rose in Harlem I love that. So dark. Another great sample. Yeah great sample. So soulful and the so horns. So dark and then there's like those post choruses or choruses whatever you want to say that oh, feel very melody. melodic and like the chord changes are great. And she raps more in this song yeah. and it's it's heavier on the hip hop beat but oh man. Never would have made it. Is this like a Stevie Wonder cover or something? Doesn't it sound like a classic song? What is but it's it it must oh, is be it? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I didn't know that. To me, it feels like a classic. Yeah, it does. It actually feels more like a closer than I know. WTP uh, does. Yes. It is beautiful and the piano and the birds chirping and the colorful synth pads. I yeah. love Never Would Have Made It. It's so hopeful and happy and talking about, you know, who's influenced in her life. Okay, we gotta talk quickly about the last song on this album, WTP Work This Pussy. It feels like Vogue, doesn't it? Absolutely. It sounds, it's like a 90s dance rave throwback. It sounds like I'm at a drag ball listening to this song. In the best way, it is so also like three-way explicit and dancey. I love blasting this song with the windows down and getting reactions out of people because <laughs> oh it's just work this pussy work. And, but she's saying this crazy shit. Yeah. And then the guy's like, you're an international sensation. Exactly. It's so fun. It's such a, it, it honestly is out of place on this mm-hmm. album for being so, so why honestly, like I usually like I listen Skip to it a couple it. times and I, I, I have listened to this album a lot. That's I think, great. I think of, well, again, you, you told me about uh, ruins and I was listening to that for a while. 
but I think this one I really? sort of jive with the most. That's actually. awesome. And it's I don't, great. I don't usually listen to R and B, hip hop, soul, or whatever. But I was very into this. I think it helped that it was so succinct, mm. and it helped that every song was really different and good. And you know what? I mean, there's something about Kanye, which again, I don't like rap, like literally, you know, rapping. I guess. But I have always loved Kanye's production. His production is so that's saying something. And we haven't really talked about. She has an incredible voice. You're right. I'm not <laughs> talking enough about that. She's such control. Yeah. And such, man, she can go from rapping and heavy to this beautiful. Yeah, she, she riffs really well. Great control over her voice. I also love all the little like it starts to fade out. No fade outs. That kind of stuff. Pre- I, yes, those little yes. production choices are really and that's funny. Kanye saying is that, that him? Yeah, love it. Yeah. Really, I, I it's oh that makes me so yeah happy I I dug this album it's Great. really cool. So my number five album of the year uh, is "Tell Me How You Really Feel" by Courtney Barnett. I'm sorry that I lost my patience. You deserve better. It's true. I need a little time out. I need. So Courtney Barnett was someone that I got into only this year. I I had a bunch of friends who got uh, way into her uh, when her first album came out. Sometimes I sit and think and sometimes I just sit. Um, and I had heard about it, and it's a great title. By the it way. is. I love the album cover too. Yeah. It's just this like crappily drawn yeah. um, like chair in the middle of nothing. Um, so I'd been meaning to get into that album for a while. Uh, I just hadn't gotten around to it, and then I knew again that you know she was going to have a new album coming out this year, and that she was going to have a show coming up, which I I said earlier that I saw at Music Hall of Williamsburg. So of course I do all my listening research. Um, so I listened to her first album, which wow yeah. was really sick, really cool album. I love her sound. I love her kind of talk singing. Yeah, and it was just so rocky. And so then I listened to that one first and then I got into actually this album dropped the day before the show that I saw. I think that was sort of her first unless she played one on the on the 18th of May. I saw I saw it on the 19th. Um, So that was really fun. And she also she played the entire album, the new album in full. Um, So, yeah, when I listened to it, I obviously I wanted some more of the rock, the, the rock. That's the first thing you kind of notice, especially with the first song. It's like very slow, meditative. Yeah, I actually really grungy. like. I really like the opener, hopefulness. It actually, it's, it's hopefulness, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> hopefulness. That's a great title. Um, for the REM fans out there, it's very similar to me, not necessarily musically or songwriting wise, but REM. Uh, their first two albums are super peppy, fast, kind of punky music. Mm-hmm. And their openers are super pe- fast. Their third album, they put out this song, "Feeling Gravity's Pull," as the opener. And it, like this, it's sort of like, whoa, what are they doing? Like, why mm. isn't it fast again? And that's sort of what this reminds me of. But I kind of like the opener. But I, no. I see why people, even myself included, consider this album a little softer. Because there are definitely a handful, if not half, really rocking songs. But then yeah. you have this, the closer, the but single. But that's the thing. I'm, so, I'm now, like looking back on it, I'm so good with it. Because you can't, I mean, look at Pine Grove, who we'll talk about. Like, you can't, Replicate. You can't expect yeah. the same exact album. And you shouldn't. Especially for an artist and a band who've only put out, I guess in terms of like real releases, I don't know what stuff they've done in the past, one album before. Like, you shouldn't expect them to do the exact same thing. So I love that she actually got softer and a little more... Uh, 
I mean, lyrics aside, it just sounds a little more introspective. Yeah. It sounds softer and, and more somber. And anyway, so about this album, it makes me believe that just rock and roll is still alive. Huh. This album does not at all rely on production. It's just her and her band. That being said, I don't love the production or the mixing on this album. I don't mind it. To me, the guitars and drums can sometimes be buried in the mix and kind of muddy. Really? Yeah. By the way, first of all, I really like this album. I'm so glad you put it on your list because I... It made me return to it, and I was like, yeah, like almost every song is pretty good. So what's interesting is, again, I've, I've said this multiple times already. Clearly, I'm very self-conscious about it, but I've only listened to 13 <laughs> albums this year. So I guarantee you if I listened to more, this probably would not have made it. Um, because songs two through five for me, City Looks Pretty, Charity, Need a Little Time, Nameless Faceless, and whatever song, maybe nine, Walking on Eggshells, those to me are like, yeah. The rest of them, I'm like not super into. Really? And this my album is my number song five. on the album is Sunday Roast, the closer. So, oh, sorry. Yes. Sunday Roast is great, too. Okay. It really is. My favorite part is that melody, your presence is present enough. Yeah. She's, oh, she man. she has a knack for, especially because she sort of speaks, sings a lot of stuff. She has a knack for just hitting the right, That's maybe unexpected melody in, in the right place. I, yeah, again, I've said it before. I love her sound. It feels classic, but it feels still fresh. Um, yeah, you were mentioning that she gets, you know, uh, compared to Kurt Cobain sometimes. This album, even sometimes more so than her first album, especially in that opening track, but in other areas, really sounds kind of grungy. Mm. And I love that. The, there's like, it doesn't have that many intricate song structures as well. The songs are very much sort mm-hmm. of chorus, verse, chorus, verse, or verse, chorus, verse, chorus, <laughs> uh, bridge, whatnot. Um, but I don't mind. I mean, it's good. I, 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 I really like it. And again, I like that it's contrasting her first album. It feels different. Great length, only 37 minutes. That's, that's far me. From Under perfect. 40 minutes is yeah. 10 songs. It's love it. Far from perfect, but it's, it's still a very cohesive listen, even if I don't love some of the tracks. Need a Little Time is a great single. I ugh, sing that all day. I mean, that is great. Yeah. Need, need a Little Time is, it, honestly, it's, oh, it's, it is really nice. Uh, and I love the lyrics as well. The sort of like, I need a little time away from me and you. Know, you. you know what are great lyrics? In Nameless Faceless, which is kind of an intense rocker. Nameless I Faceless walk- is, is honestly, sorry. It, this is the song that I kind of wanted to uh, showcase. I want to walk through the park in the dark. Women are scared that men will kill them. I hold my keys between my fingers. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I this this song in general, it's very, you know, related to sort of well, toxic what, masculinity. Well, just and, what a fucked up truth truth that almost yeah, all women have I, to I deal think, with. I think about this chorus a lot, actually, yeah. that line. And like, oh man, she put it on record and it's like this great chorus and it's fucked yeah. up. I, I love it. It's, yeah. it's no, well the idea that, that men are really just afraid to look stupid in front of a girl and girls are afraid. Afraid they're going to kill them yeah, walking I mean, in the it's, park. It's crazy. Oh, but as a song... I really like the song. I think it's really special. Was this the first single that came out? I don't know. This if it... was, and then City Looks Pretty. I think. Okay. 
And then need a little time, which I, I all grant. I yeah. bring up contrast all the time, but the contrast between this verse and this chorus is insane, and both are so good. I love how pretty and major and melodic and peppy the verses. Don't you have anything better to do? I wish. I love Great the drum melody. beat during that too. Yeah, the mm-hmm. da, 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 yeah. And I love when the bass mimics the ding 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 yeah. ding ding ding, and then the chorus completely changes to rocky straight minor ominous and yet it still takes a similar like r- of the rhythm structure of the i want to walk through the park in the dark it has a similar kind a of, of like nice. going down going up going down that kind of thing it's very cool very crunchy do you know that kim deal is on this song no so kim kim deal is on this song i, I don't know if she's playing uh bass or, or any other instruments i know that she's singing and on uh the song uh, what is it? Um, crippling self doubt, and uh, I don't remember which what the what the name of the song is. It's one of the I actually that's my least favorite song on the album. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's like the sort of pop. Like I think it was a single that came out. I forgot what it's called. Um, but Kim Deal and her sister Kelly Deal are on that song as well. I think they're the ones who go. Tell me how you read it. Oh, okay. Whatever. I don't know. Kelly Deal was actually on the uh, Proto Martyr EP this year. Really? Called. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I guess the deals are are coming out. <laughs> Um, but I also love the lyric. He said, I could eat a bowl of alphabet soup and spit out better words than you. That's so good. I really love that. Um, this also has a Weezer green solo, just had to say, which is (laughs) never a great thing, but very, very cool song. Very succinct. Um, and I feel that way about, again, a lot of the songs on this album. Um, there's just one more lyric I wanted to point out from, uh, from one of her songs. Um, oh, it's actually from Need a Little. Is it Need, need a Little Time, mm-hmm. right? I'm thinking Need a Little Help, which is Motion City soundtrack. <laughs> uh, open up your insides, show us your innermost lecherous. I'll rip it out carefully. I promise you won't feel a thing. Very cool. Brutal. Again, um, any any final thoughts on this album for you? Uh, it's great. I don't think it's amazing. Like it's so solid. I think Help Yourself and Walking on Eggshells don't do much for me. Really? Um, oh, I know, the I know, verse of I know Walking talk- on Eggshells. <laughs> I don't want to hurt your feelings, so I'll say But like nothing. you said, like the first five songs are kind of perfect. I actually really like the opener. It's yeah. totally grown okay. on me. Um, and I, I said I love the first five songs, and my favorite song is the last song. So you only have a few songs in between at the bottom, but yeah. it's great. But it's, to it's be good. honest, I'm with you. I don't love this album, which is, again, like we'll talk about. It's super We'll talk solid. about Johanna's, uh, Johanna's album, but it was definitely... It was actually flipping between this and post and then i was like how is post not higher than tell me how you really feel so i flipped those two for sure yeah uh but yeah that's tell me how you really feel okay next we're going to talk about our collective number four album of the year jeff rosenstock's post So first, I need to just say, I am forever indebted to my friend Aaron for introducing me to Jeff Rosenstock. Mm. Jeff is my personal musical hero. Just his brand of garage punk, power pop, pop punk, rock music is literally the music that connects with me most 
I, something about it just hits me on every level. And he's just an inspirational god of DIY and punk yeah. ethos. And oh man, this is his third album after his his big band, Bomb the Music Industry, disbanded. Jeff just has this lovable, strained, punky yop of a vocal <laughs> that like I, like that. I love. And this whole album is indebted to Weezer's, Weezer's Pinkerton, which I love. That. Really? Are you, are you, did he say that? No, or you're just I'm saying, it sounds to me enough, okay. like that pop punk emo I hear that because, sound because with that rough gritty the, production. And like the synths. And the synths exactly. and the harmonized Fair guitars. Enough. That's a good point, actually. I didn't think about yeah. that. Um, first of all, I'm so happy that this is on your list. Yeah, I, this is I a great so album. Glad. This So I didn't really know that this is what Jeff Rosenstock was or Jeff Rosenstock could be. <laughs> there was a song, maybe you'll remember what it was. The first song you ever gave it to me, it was not Festival Song. It was something else, maybe from his first album. Uh, something about cities, you in Twin Cities. You in Weird Cities. You in Weird Cities in Twin Cities. Um, I, I still don't even like remember that song that well, but that was, what is that? Like your, That was your second or third that was favorite like my number two. album of uh, whatever 2015. that was. Okay. So I listened to that. Didn't really ever get that much That's into crazy it. Crazy to me. That's still probably my favorite. This is number album. two of his. Okay. Yeah. And then you showed me festival song um, from his last album, Worry. and yeah. that I liked a lot. Still never listened to that album. And then you and I were driving back from seeing Jeff Tweedy with our cousin different Jake. Jeff. Um, different Jack, Jeff, right? Um, actually, that whole week was a bunch of J's. We saw Julian Baker. We saw Jeff Tweedy. We saw Jeff Rosenstein. That's funny. Um, <laughs> So you were you played me USA because I was convincing you to go to the show, or maybe you were. I'd already You're right. Said. No, I, th- I think that's what it was. Yeah. No, no, maybe no. Because no, we would have been seeing her, seeing her, seeing him like the next day or two days later. So maybe you had already agreed to come with me just because I was like, you should go to the I show. Th- I think th- I and think that's what it was in the car. So you played me USA, uh, which we will talk about in a second. But you played that for me, and this was another song that on first listen I was like, wow, that was something special was that yeah. one song it was like right. it was so cool and then i think and you played me a bunch more songs and i was like again I, I spoke about you know in terms of ice age like at the core really good songs i think there was always something about you called it a yap something about <laughs> jeff's like just kind of post-punky like sloppy screamy his voice is always angsty. strained like it always feels like he's barely hitting the notes and i love that yeah it's just very shaky but it's i i learned to absolutely love yeah. it it's very much his brand but at the core this is a great fluid listen from top to bottom great songs really yeah. really good songs and they're and like yes he's punky but there's a lot of great music and composition that's and what melody. i'm saying even at the end of some of the straightforward ones there's like this beautiful a lot codas. of it sounds classic mm. And a lot of it also sounds interesting and new and fresh. Like even in, in uh, we'll talk about USA when we get to USA. But uh, yeah, songwriting wise, it's really cool. Also lyric wise, I need to say that Jeff always speaks to such a relatable kind of quarter life, midlife crisis, urban malaise, social anxiety. He talks about anxiety such in such a well-crafted way, like more than any artist I know. And this album is way more political, yeah. uh, clearly. Um, but he, but he is just such a good lyricist. Right. This is all the post is post post twenty sixteen yeah. election. Um, yeah, I don't have too many lyrics to necessarily pull out. But reading through his lyrics, 
I I like him. He just he must be someone who just writes down and has a shit ton of stuff to say. Like he would be really interesting <laughs> to just talk to because I, I guarantee you I he has to a lot to, to say. I, I don't know how difficult it was for him to even write this. I bet you he just was like a lot of it was stream of conscious mm. and just kind of. Did you notice the lyric and powerlessness? Uh, leave me at the Polish bar. I'll be the one looking at my phone. Yes. Do you think the Polish bar is Warsaw where we saw him? Maybe. I mean, in general, he is from Greenpoint or he was He's living from in Long Greenpoint. Island. Well, Hasn't he been living in Brooklyn maybe, for a while? I I, there's something about a Greenpoint, because Greenpoint is very Polish, where we are right now. Um, I've actually been waiting to run it to Jeff here. That's oh, why that's I, like, awesome. I, think, I think he lives in Greenpoint. That's I don't know so where funny. I got that from. Maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. But I also, I know that on the last album, there's like a medley of a bunch of songs, it's right? Kind of like an Abbey He kind of does a, a similar thing here. Maybe it's just between two songs. I don't know. But I always love that. Again, this it's 40 minutes but the last five minutes of let them win the last song is just like synth whatever trony ambient so to music. me it still is a very oh, super succinct tight. 10 and it's song all, it's really nine songs because the first song is like a 10 second oh, intro fair enough. you're right i, yeah. I, I forgot about that yeah. um I, we, yeah go ahead no just i mean i also love again aside from just the the rockiness i love the little supplemental sound these are the things that like i don't know why i had so many preconceived notions about who jeff rosenstock was and what his music was like music or something it was was like yeah exactly but like adding the bells in the second verse of this and the piano and sleigh bells and that and the synths here and it's really cool like it's a good album can we we need to talk about usa This song is one of, if not the best song of the year. It is. Agreed. They, this is one of my, if not, it's not, but it is probably my second oh, most listened man. to song it of this year. It is massive. And I heard this again, January 1st, the yeah. first day of the year hearing this. It's a clear, intense disillusionment of like America post-Trump's election, but sort of trying to understand the people who voted for him, which is really smart and Mm -hmm. mature way of looking about it. Dumbfounded, downtrodden, and dejected, crestfallen, grief-stricken, and exhausted. Well, you promised us the stars, and now we're tired and bored. Mm. It's... This song is a masterpiece. It's it's a a magnum opus. It's a suite. It is a suite. S-U-I-T-E. Yes. Uh, I mean... For a full two and a half minutes after this crazy punk barn burner, it becomes this beautiful and atmospheric, hypnotic meditation almost. It just, the song disappears for a second, for two and a half minutes. And it's, it. the first time I heard it, it sort of yeah. tested my patience a little bit because I was like, what the hell's going on? Now I look forward to it Me every too. time. Because again, it, it still changes a little bit here and there. The ad, a little more synth bells, yeah. the chord changes a little bit. You get this very elongated build, which goes into the most orgasmic oh my God. part of the song ever. I get chills every time I hear it. It's insane. They they go back to this... Uh, well, they promised us the doom, 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 doom. and now we're tired and bored. Well, they promised, but can, okay, the drummer. Can we just talk about this guy? He's so good. Holy shit! What is his name? Kevin Higuchi. Oh my god, he is nuts. The drums are insane. The layered vocals. Oh my god. The every time I listen, I'm trying to cue into what he's doing so I can play this like on my own <laughs> drum awesome. set. He's is so good. It's that very tasteful. Sh- that chant of "Et to USA." Oh, don't even. 
to like, uh, USA. as soon as Woo! it's the yeah you but you just get the from that well they promised us that we're tired we're bored we're tired we're bored and as soon as they just start chanting it's like oh my god like i i don't love like moshing and stuff like that <laughs> but there's something about this song i mean even when we saw it like yeah. you can't help but just jump up and down and just scream because it's so anthemic and communal like everyone's just in it together it's in this tiredness and boredom <laughs> but there's something about that and then the at to you doom doom woo oh, that God. and then uh, wee, wee, wee. the guitar is wailing i love the the chord changes when it gets to that part and it never from when they're just chanting that to when the band's going to when it's just the guitar at the end I, this part uh i i can't i it's all just chills. I yeah. can't. I can't even say anything it's, about it. I, I'm so into it. I I've tried to show this song to so many people, who for the most part have dug it. I think, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I hope so. It's a really, really cool song. I also just quickly want to talk about um, the next song, "Your Throat." Which, what's the point of having a voice when it gets stuck inside your throat? Again, sort of the exhaustion of talking to people pre and post election, and like. But what, what's the point of having a voice if it gets stuck? Like, you need to use your voice. Yeah. And holy fucking shit, the breakdown of this song, listen to this. just rock so fucking hard listening to this i can't stop moving and doing the air drums oh my god it is and then when that final guitar harmony comes in at the end oh yes. my god and also i mean talk about just like good compositions not even just classic sounding and whatnot i love the chorus like whatever chords the descending chords they're doing when it gets stuck inside your throat when it gets stuck inside your drums are furious yeah i love it it's great so obviously this is a a furious fast punk album but he's got a couple sort of ballady songs actually maybe it's just this one nine out of ten yeah, is tv stars kind of tv stars nine out of ten is a beautiful touching love song stoner love song it's a stoner love but song. that's the thing it's also on the album i think almost every other song is very has a political um flair to it this one maybe it still does i don't even really notice it, it. Sounds it feels... like it's just a love song for his wife and, and yeah. about social anxiety yeah i didn't know that uh Oh man, the harmonies by Laura Stevenson on on all the vocals that come in later. Who is Laura? Is Laura Stevenson from from Bomb the Bomb Music the Industry, Industry and okay. sort of that collective? Well, first, you just have to listen to this song. I also need to point out John Domenici. His bass work is fantastic on mm. this song. Oh, man. And the shuffled rhythm is so great. The f spacious flourishes of the bells. I love the cushion. The guitar solo is fantastic. The guitar solo is so good. And the, the instrumentation that's happening outside of the guitar solo is also masterful like yeah what, i love the he like puts a different effect on the guitar at, towards the end of the guitar solo i also just love again i, I didn't know who jeff rosenstock was but 
and again, maybe this is specific to this album, but I don't think so. But I love sort of the effect that's on the guitars. The yeah, it's almost electronic. You're like panned in the different ears. You know, I was talking before about like bells coming in in the second verse. It just adds these nice flares to it. I also love that the song's called Nine Out of Ten. It's the ninth song on the tenth album, no tenth tenth track album. These there are great lyrics on here. Every cigarette you smoke because you're addicted to the quiet source of company. Yes, that's beautiful. Let's say that again because I was talking to (laughs) every cigarette you smoke because you're addicted to a quiet source of company. That's so. That was the one lyric I picked out as well. Nine times out of ten, I'll be stoned on the subway. Oh man, dodging eye contact. It's just so. Nine times out of ten, I'll be thinking of you. It's so nice. It's such a. It's such a relatable, like you said, stoner love song. It's great. It is. And again, I just have to say, it's listen to this album because you won't be disappointed on any track. I think that's something that I was most excited about. There's really no track that I would skip on this. The only one for me that does not have to stuff is uh, Beating My Head Against the Wall. I don't need that Fair song. Enough. I don't. I don't really even mind it. It's short enough. It but, is. But like this, even compared to some of the uh, albums that are higher on my list, like those songs have some albums that I don't really want to listen to. This I can listen to. I have to say... I am surprised that this is number four for you. As opposed to, you mean compared to the other ones? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into what I think those. about your other albums. But <laughs> the last thing I just want to say is the closer of this is also a mammoth. Let them win. Holy shit. It's oh, super yeah. dark. The hand claps. And then just the screaming at the, the end. The outro was so oh, good. Man. It's And it's such a, it's such a closer. We're not gonna let them win. Bah, bah, bah. Fuck. Fuck. No. Yeah. And it just goes on for so long and it builds and it's, oh, it's, there's a great guitar slow epic at the end of this. It's such a great <laughs> climax. And then he just lets it fizzle out for minutes and minutes. It's yeah. beautiful. This is a great fucking album. Yes. All right. Next, let's talk about my number three favorite record of the year. Johanna Warren's Gemini 2. So she's come up earlier in the podcast already or in a previous episode, but Joanna Warren is this folksy, witchy singer-songwriter from Portland, Oregon, or at least that's where she's based now. Once again, I'm forever indebted to my friend Jillian for my introduction to her. She put the song Less Traveled from New Moon on a mix, and I instantly fell in love. They actually went to school together. I'm not sure in the same year at Bard. Um, Oh, man. The first time I saw her live was at the basement of this occult bookstore in Brooklyn. She started the concert tied up with candles everywhere, like tied up, like ropes all over her body, (laughs) candles everywhere, a man in like a Wiccan mask chanting Latin spells and handing out apple. It was the weirdest fucking thing I've ever been to, but it was also unlike anything I'd ever experienced. And her and her music were, were, were so unbelievable. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. Oh my God, this, this is world building we're just like transformative yeah. music yeah i am just so happy to be alive to listen to her music i mean <laughs> wow. i've seen her a handful of times live since then including another intimate concert at a friend's house we were both there i got to hang out and speak to her before and after the show she's so sweet uh she debuted a few new songs at that show yeah some that have we haven't heard yet because i think she has another album coming yep. out um, and then she did like a plant ceremony. It was, she always brings this very 
spiritual spiritual experience to the concert that that helps transcend these songs even further. Yeah. I mean, these shows are so incredibly special and intimate, unforgettable. As with all of her songs, each song is so warm and personal and just absolutely beautiful. I'm going to be saying the word beautiful so many times talking about this album. This came out in February, which means I got to listen to it both in early winter of this year and mm. the fall of this year. And Adam mentioned it earlier when talking about Here to Tell, but this music is such crisp, cool air, fallen leaves, bare trees. Oh, man. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I'm just sort of sitting here letting you letting you say it all for me. And you had mentioned that the reason this this didn't make it or was fighting for number five was it was sort of paled a little bit in comparison. I remember to... you and I listened to like the first few tracks together um, in the car, and I think maybe you stopped listening after that or something like that. And then I remember I was listening for the first time, and I texted you. I don't know if you listened right then as well, or I don't know what happened, but we shared the same sentiment of. Mm, it's kind of disappointing. So Gemini 1 was my under Pine Grove's Cardinal, my second favorite album of the year of 2016. And this is sort of a a twin album, which is amazing. In, to be honest, I haven't done what it was intended. Yeah, same. Apparently, she sequenced it, so there's uh, nine, songs. nine songs on each album. And between Gemini 1 and Gemini 2, the first song, the second song, the third song, etc., each have some sort of relationship to each other, whether that's musical or lyrical, lyrical or in feel. I haven't done the side by side yet, but anyway, Gemini One was an absolute masterpiece. I just, it was unbelievable that an album existed to me. This song did, especially at first, feel just not as good to yeah. be to be frank, um, but I have completely come around on it. I think even though it's still not. As good as Gemini One, it doesn't matter. I adore this album. Oh man, she is for her experimenting with a little more of traditional yes, songwriting on this like album. Boundaries, which, which exactly, which boundaries, and she's strumming the guitar, and so not, yeah. not everything is finger picked like the other albums. Um, but to me, it doesn't matter. This. She's still one of my favorite voices in music right she's now. She's one of voices it, and musicians. Not yeah, just voice. she just does everything. <laughs> right for uh, clearly for both of us but i just know you know myself and my musical tastes like she hits the perfect mm. notes and they're unique too and she plays the best picking patterns and everyone who's listened her to this finger podcast picking is knows amazing. that that's my absolute shit and watching her live just effortlessly finger yeah, picking through these songs while she's able to have such interesting melodies that go so many and places also i'm so impressed with her because so many of her songs are in weird time signatures and her melodies almost float over that time i don't know how she does it she's really got an amazing grasp of time rhythm and time yeah. it's very cool honestly anyone I think I usually say this, but anyone who wants to sort of like get into weird time signatures or maybe even like practice to get mm. better at playing with time signatures, you should listen to Buchan Gase. Oh, yeah. And you should listen to Johanna Warren because yeah. both of them do that a lot. And, it and they're very it different genres. Yes. Too. And it keeps it very interesting aside from all the other things about her that make her so special. So, again, this is a nine song album and I love basically every song on it. I want to highlight the opener. Hopelessness has done nothing for me.
think this is one that she previewed for us. Am I, I think, wrong about no, that? No, you're right. Okay. Uh, this is just absolutely stunning finger-picked guitar work. Her vocals are amazing. Great melody. It's, it's, it's everything that you want from Joanna. When she does those harmonic guitar plucks. Bun, bun, bun. Oh, man. Yeah. I love that. It's the only song I can think of by her before this album that has drums on it. Like, there's very prominent drumming. Nah, what's the second song on Gemini 1? I'm sick of everybody leaving me oh, for yeah. dead. That yeah, one has some right. good drums on well, it. Still. uh this is just a gorgeous song there's this beautiful swirling piano lick that comes in these ambient background ooze and these nice guitar textures all over it i love the textures it's just a stunning opener i i love this this was the one that immediately even though the album itself hadn't uh grown on me at the time or hadn't um become a favorite immediately this one immediately i I fell in love with with. you we listened to it for the first time together on record we were just like oh yeah yes i love the melody no 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 it's happening again Mm. it's and with the little just clicks it's beautiful you know what's interesting though is that you were you were um talking about the drums to me the drums are kind of awkward on this song I think it's just like maybe the pattern. There's like, it's like, it almost is trying to be like a, I don't know. I, the way she's used percussion in the past and in other songs on this album is so nice and tasteful. This one just felt kind of out of place. So just maybe a what bass I mean, drum and a snare drum. Maybe I, what I, I mean I always, is it's the most prominent drumming I've heard in a song. That, that, yeah, like, that but I is, think that's that feels awkward to me. Mm. It feels like it's layered on top. I almost like... It's almost played a little sloppy. I'm almost like, is this Johanna doing it? If it is, that makes me <laughs> happier. Sorry, well, I don't know, Joe, if you're uh, <laughs> if you're a good drummer or not, but <laughs> but like, I don't know. There's just something about that. But everything else, I just kind of wish that there weren't drums on the song because the rest of the song is beautiful. Like when she played it, just her and guitar, it's amazing, and all the other textures, I love it. But definitely a great opener. Yeah. And I want to point out uh, the song "Cause or Effect." I just so cool. I love this song. Once again, beautiful finger pick guitar. Great melody. The melody is so good. The spacious guitar and it's shaker percussion. Well, I can see you feeling blue. Oh, Maybe it's the reason all your friends are outside smoking. <laughs> when I saw you. Love it. It's beautiful. Uh, in reverse, this song is stunning. My friend Jillian told me she thinks this is the best song she's ever done. It is absolutely hypnotic. It's very yeah. repetitive, but it's meditative. And I think this is the only song on the album that's just her and a guitar. Nothing else. There's nothing else and going it's on. it's so rich. Her voice rich is, is a good so word. low. Oh, and when it's... she goes, who hurt? Who hurt? Oh, man. It, no matter how soft or how loud, just the emotion is there, the potency... She's just a fantastic And I love her yodel on that too. Yes, yes, I love that. Boundaries, you mentioned sort of being, or I mentioned being more straight ahead singer-songwriter just because it's sort of strummed. It doesn't really sound it like is. her. It is. To me, I, it's... I still love the chorus. I think it's a really? soaring chorus. the chorus actually to me is like the cheesy kind of oh, sloggy... Oh, I love it. I love it. Mine to Take is really cool. This Mine interesting take, piano on it. I think it's actually my second or third favorite song on this album. It's so light there's something very light about it but it still has her kind of ominous like notes going over these well she's actually kind of funny in this song too when she says i know what i don't need to know 
Fuck, I forgot the lyrics. It's like, what's out of key? Yeah, what's out of key? And then there's a, there's a, but she puts an odd chord right there. It's sort of out of key. It's just smart writing. She has great picking on that song too, and cool percussion. This is what I'm talking about. I gotta say, was it heaven? Used to be my least favorite song on the album. Yeah, I love it now. It's so dark and creepy. I think it's because the verses are. They're not very melodic. I guess they are. But for her, there's not as no, strong I'm a melody. But Say You Do and Was It Heaven Say You to Do me is probably my least favorite. Are the ones that like... I just in general, from all of her albums, much prefer her things that are a little less dissonant. It's not even dissonant, just a little less minor, dark, doomy. Yeah, Say You Do is the most dissonant she gets on here. Yeah. But the, the, I was getting to the chorus of Was It Heaven. Oh my God. With you I was infinitely lost. Oh man, it is so beautiful. And I think it's a great uh, ending to this album. I, I love this album. Yeah, I just need to talk about Cleanse by Fire for Fair. a second. Because that's also super slow. And it just sounds Lush. like it's so spiritual. I, I literally just like see her descending from heaven. <laughs> I love her, her melody. And the B sections. The, but what if I didn't mind the... She has a knack for just just doing it right <laughs> i don't know johanna you're amazing please love you. keep making records so my number three album is clean by soccer So Soccer Mommy, <clears throat> stupid name. I don't like saying it, but Mommy. what's <laughs> so dumb? What's in a name, honestly? Um, people thought Beatles was a stupid name Cole too. Coldplay's a dumb name, I guess. We've talked about this. I don't like Radiohead. It's a bad name too. Really? I kind of like Radiohead. Radiohead's stupid. It's two words put together. Anyway, uh, Soccer Mommy is Sophie Allison. Uh, she's from Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, cool. Um, I got into her because of the Phoebe Bridgers concert that I oh, went right. to uh, earlier this she year. I, you know, saw a few days before. I, I don't think I listened to her even before that, but I saw that there was this band or artist or whatever, Soccer Mommy, opening up. And some of my friends were like, I think you'd like it. You should listen. I didn't listen. I saw her live and I, I'm not going to say I was blown away, but I was really into a lot of those songs and her sound. And like the band was really tight. That and it's wild. Yeah, it's why I knew going into this, Josh was not something specific about soccer. I mommy. came in with a serious bias um, because she put on the most boring show I saw at South by Southwest this year. Wow. And she has so much hype and I just don't get it. Maybe you're missing something. I'm missing something because clearly people are loving this and you're loving this. Um, along with like snail mail, Lucy Dacus, this sort of these slower singer songwriter rock but sort of this lazy vocal performance and just maybe it's the live show because i just have a hard time getting to these mid-tempo with minimal stage presence i just i couldn't believe how boring soccer mommy was but anyway i hadn't listened to her music i'd only <laughs> yeah. seen her live yeah except uh you would have heard you, your... you you played me a song would you would you play me uh 
I think I played you Last Girl, maybe, okay. or maybe something else. But you had heard I Your know. Dog before. Your Dog is what you played me. Um, yeah. And, well, you know, before I go into this, honestly, because I, I, I have a bunch of stuff to say. Yeah. Listen, How many times did you listen to this? Three uh, times. Three times. What are your thoughts? <sighs> I just find this music so boring. Yeah. Nothing so to boring. anything? I don't hate it. Yes. I have a few highlights, okay. which I'd like to talk okay, about. Okay. We can talk about this. Uh, Last Girl, actually, is immediately hooky. Um, there's a great chord change in the chorus that I really yes, like. Yes, I know. I felt that live. And we haven't talked about it yet, but actually, this song reminds me a lot of Fourth, Ron- Fourth Wanderers, which is on your list as well. Really? This song particularly. Interesting. Just sort of the, I think it's the energy, because Fourth Wanderers has way more energy than Soccer Mommy does. Like You can't really put them on the same uh, league. Skin is a good song. I like the chorus a That's lot. That's so interesting that Skin is the one that got to you. The guitar, to the, others. the guitar and the chorus and the keyboard is just really good. And the interlude is gorgeous. The interlude, the is, interlude gorgeous. is gorgeous. It's and I was so just like, funny. Holy "Wow, shit. you were picking out the the ones that you don't like." Well, and it's not that well, I don't we're talking like. about them. Just least. yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Um, I, I just there's just nothing for me to grab onto about this album. What? I just don't get okay. it. I do not get it. One more thing I didn't yeah, like. Please, go. She has this horrible, horrible pitch shift that she does at the end of "Cool." It makes me want to vomit. What are you talking about? I hate it. That thing's so sick. I hate it. It is like why? It's just bad. It just make, it just sounds bad. When it sounds like it's to tape and the tape is slowing yeah, down, I hate it. You are it was so ugly. in the minority. I don't know what you're talking about. It was which a is shitty and more power to a boring to you. song. What are you talking? What <laughs> to a boring song? Okay, clean as told by Adam. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, soccer mommy. No, no not do for your me. thing. It's it's not for me. Speaking of, oh, well, nice. that's Fourth Wanderers. But okay, clean. I love the production on this album. You didn't feel that at all? Compared to all of the albums that are on my top five, I love this production if the, the most. the songwriting isn't there, the I don't give a shit about the production. There. There's nothing okay. for me to listen to. Okay, let's talk about the, the production <laughs> first. <laughs> I love just the little touches and choices throughout. It's funny. I love that tape machine effect. And in terms of the production, whatever they did Every to it. Every time I, I heard it, just, I was just like, oh. Why? Have you ever know. heard a song end like that? I, I never want another one. <laughs> or, or someone should do it better. <laughs> Uh, like in the first song, Still Clean, I love that for a second her voice, like in the chorus, shifts. It gets panned and muffled to like the right ear. At the the last song, Wildflowers, which I really like, sort of there's this like warp at the end. There's all these, and that's those are only like a few. There are a lot of cool production choices. And all of the instruments to me sound great. Like the I love the drum sound. The bass is always very, it's just very warm and good pads going on love the production on it i really you know you were you were saying before like i don't really understand how this was higher than jeff rosenstock or whatever all i know is how many times i listened to this album all i know is that this is forever recorded yeah that you put this above jeff rosenstock's I, i'm i'm standing <laughs> no, by no, it I'm i am standing by it oh man i really could not stop listening to it because awesome. but i also like Song-wise, there are definitely standouts to me. Nothing that I'm like, wow, this is an incredible song. But Last it's like, Girl is probably, because it sounds like the single. It's like the catchiest. I don't think it was a single. It wasn't? Yeah, I oh, think Your be. Dog and, and uh, Cool were actually symbols. Last, Last Girl, Girl is, is the best song on the album. That's the me. one I, th- I figured you would jive with yeah. the most. Um, yeah, I actually find the songs to be, not in terms of like complexity, I find them to be kind of perfect compositions. Wow. Not all of them. Not all of them. I gotta listen more. I think a lot of them are. And 
they're just pleasing from a lot of angles. They're catchy, but not poppy in like a poppy bad way that I would consider poppy, but they are very clearly like structured in a catchy way. But with the rest of the instrumentation and whatever else is going on, it just feels right and unique and indie while still being kind of poppy. Uh, it's warm, it's soft at points, rocky at others. And I also still love kind of the teen angsty vibe to the whole album. Like she is young. I think she's younger than me. I might be wrong about that. Um, but there's something about that that feels kind of nostalgic, but also familiar. Like it feels current. I don't know. Great. I, I was talking about the melodies. Cool has you know mary has a heart of gold but na 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 Ooh, i want to know it like you is that just boring that actually sounded you? good the way you sang it she sounds better than me uh. <laughs> um all over your dog blossom blossom what do you think of blossom blossom is cool. blossom That's, is so yeah, sweet blossom is cool i can't see you blossom. that was probably the most interesting song on it the is album. yeah it's really cool because like the verses are kind of like laid back and a little lazy and a little flat and i kind of like it and it's Which, you know what i wonder if it, what it is i clearly like rock music and punk music that's not that hooky but when there's no energy then I'm left with songs that aren't hooky enough Can or aren't Can you think of any enough. artists that maybe don't have a lot of energy or no? That's just not music that you listen to. I guess that's not. I'm my, trying to that's think. That's not my genre. Of what that would because be. Because again, then you t- we just talked about Johanna Warren, who is completely different genre of like, but that's like very soft. That's not really energy music, but that's like a different. No, but her voice has more oomph to it. It really does. Yeah, I think that's another thing is her, she just sounds like a hundred people. I get that. I don't know, but you know, Fair. I'm not trying to convince she, you it's she, bad. I just she just happens to be the singer on this composition yeah. that she wrote. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like no, um, good for her. She's getting a ton of traction. So. Yeah, but you are right about Last Girl. Last Girl has a lot of pieces to it, and they're all great. And I just love that. I want to be like your last girl. Boom. Even when you sang that, sounded like Fourth Wanderers. Like it's just it's got that vibe to me. Interesting. Maybe you're just listening to them so close together. Maybe you're right. Honestly, you know what song I don't like on this album is Scorpio Rising. Interesting. Okay. Not Why? a fan. I don't know. That chorus is so blah, and the verses sound like every other verse on the album, which I don't know. I just said that. I just shot myself in the foot, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, the main song that I kind of want to highlight here, even though, again, I said before, I think I think it's more of the idea of consistency. I think all the songs are consistently great in a lot of aspects, but the one I want to highlight is Your Dog. off with like amazing interweaving guitars which is my shit these picked guitar parts i love it and i was telling you about the production i think this is i mean there aren't too many crazy production choices on this song but the actual sounds of all the instruments are great it sounds so sexy and feels so good and it's kind of slinky like literally the composition i think it's a hoffner being played which is like my favorite bass sound absolutely paul mccartney um 
yeah, great guitar lines. And this is, again, her melody, which is just feels like it's simple, but it's also great. Just, I don't want to be your fucking dog that you drag around or whatever. See, that has a hook. I mean, I just... Yeah, I mean, it, but yeah. there's not too many other places that the song goes. It's really just that and then the chorus or post-chorus, whatever you want to call, which I love the change where it's... It, if you were to call it a chorus, I like the fact that everything cuts out. It's a chorus that's down. It's like nothing. But the chords change in a very cool way. And I love the melody change there. And I love that. Because hit. It just like there's like a silence and then the band comes in. Great lyrics, too, on this song. I think I love all the sort of, you know, relating her sort of being, I don't know, being into this guy, even though it's not really a good relationship or him just kind of stringing her along as to her, you know, her being a dog. Even the first song on the album, Still Clean, the, the first line I actually also want to talk about, which is a great lyric. In the summer, you said you loved me like an animal, stayed beside me just enough to keep your belly full. Then you took me down to the water, got your mouth all clean, left me drowning once you picked me out your bloody teeth. That's great. Yeah, that's you, good. You, you can't deny. Um <laughs> Yeah, and again, for your dog, it's just it's just a good song. I I it's a good song. It's a good album. It's number three. Enjoy it. <laughs> You're giving that one to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope Josh hasn't tainted this for other listeners. Um, hey, if Adam thinks it's great, then a lot of you out there will think it's great. Too. I I really do. And moving right along, my number two album of the year is the self-titled album uh, by Fourth Wanderers. So Fourth Wanderers is a band just like Pinegrove from Montclair, New Jersey. And the way I got into them, I'm trying to think. I brought up Eric a lot on this podcast because alongside my brother, I mean, Josh is like, he gives me almost all the music I listen to. Well, he did for a while. He, the guy standing right in front, sitting right in front of me, who I'm talking Uh-oh. about as if he's not here. Am I slipping? I wouldn't say you're slipping. Just in general, I think my friend group here... Uh, listens a lot more to music than maybe my friend group in the past did. Mm -hmm. So they're giving me a lot of music as well. But Eric uh, showed me the song Slop by Fourth Wanderers, which was off their EP that came out in either 2016 or 2017. I actually don't remember. And that song is actually very good. I think Lord actually tweeted about that song, which which gave them an extra boost. Um, but yeah, he he uh, he showed me that song, and I think he got into them because his girlfriend um, actually grew up in Montclair as well, and she knows the lead singer Ava. They actually roomed together last year, so there's a connection there. And so I, you know, through my friends in general, just went to see them a lot more. I got very into the band that way, and so I was very excited to hear this album because I liked their sound a lot. Their sound to me felt very unique, mm. and this album did not disappoint at all. I'm curious, again, before I go into it, because I have even more to say than the last one, what are your thoughts? Because I know I've played you some stuff before. You have not liked Ava's voice. You have liked the band. 
I don't really know what you think about the songs themselves. What has changed or not yeah, changed? So it actually took me a bit, but I did get more into her vocal style. So Yay. that's number one. I really like it. I, I like this album. That's I awesome. do. Yeah. Um, mostly because of the energy of the music behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, the kinetic guitar. Oh, oh my God. And the drum work is fantastic. Yeah. It's super 90s and kind of grungy sounding, which I really like. What I, what I took most away from this because to be fair, there are not a lot of highlights for me because it all kind of blends together. But what I did feel like is that this would be great to see live. I would really like to see them live. Interesting. Um, there were not many highlights like Not For Me. I mean, Not For Me. Not For Me. Yeah. I mean, we'll get there in a second. The we other will. songs that I picked out, um, Saunter is a good song. Saunter a is fun great. guitar yes. riff in the chorus. Yep. There's great drumming on Tired Games. I think that's the second to last oh, song. It's very, honestly, there's something about no? that be- the bell beat. The I think d- it's cool. D- 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 get, d- that's honestly the song I skipped the most on this <laughs> album. And, and that that beat actually feels very out of place mm. for the album. It honestly feels like a beat that I would play, but that my bandmates would be like, that does not work there. So, no, they're right. So again, I only listened to this uh, three times, yeah. um, which cause for me, I always say to myself, like, I cannot give an opinion on anything unless I hear it three to three yeah, more times. I agree. So this, I was able to give an opinion, but there weren't that many songs themselves that stuck out, but I recognized it as a solid album where I wasn't really bored. Yeah. Unlike Soccer Mommy, I was like, mm-hmm. wow, this is really interesting. There were a lot of interesting melodies and sounds and rhythms sort of throughout that kept it an engaging listen from top to bottom. Yes. So there wasn't anything I was like, this sucks. It was just like, this That's is good. good. That's great. Um, Proud yeah, of thanks you, for, Josh. Yeah, thanks for pushing me to listen to Fourth Wanderers. <laughs> for sure. I, like I said, I'd like to see them live. Um, and I actually, this is an album I'd listen to more because I, I feel like I could get more into this. Yes, yeah. please do. Yeah, and text good. me about that. Yeah, okay. um, so for me, I really love this band um, and I really love this album because of how unique I find it to be. You actually said it kind of calls back to, what did you say, early 90s? 90s grunge. The sound. I'm not saying necessarily the style. Okay. I just find them all to be unique compositions. So the way that this band works is the main two players are Ava Trilling, the lead vocalist, and Ben Guterell, I think is how you pronounce uh, his name, the lead guitar player and songwriter. So they've actually uh, been forthcoming forthcoming um, about the fact that their writing style is that Ben will write all the compositions himself, and I think he'll actually send them to Ava somewhere else, and she will lock herself in a room, and she'll just write lyrics to the to the words. She's actually not involved in the composition process, but she's also a great lyricist, so... She's not writing the vocal melodies either? I don't think so. Okay. I actually think he's writing the melodies. Um, so I gotta give Ben a lot of credit. I think he is... A, I mean, in terms of, first of all, guitar parts, guitars all over this record are, I eat them up. Yeah, they're amazing. They're so fun. And as a composer, I mean, these songs, again, the compositions are unique. They really, like, but paired with her voice, I love her droney voice and I love, it. it has its own unique quality. So match that with his compositions that have a lot of dissonant, chromatic movement, they have like seemingly odd choices and a lot of guitar lines, but at the same time, a lot of stuff that you can catch on to. I don't know. There was really something about it that feels special to me. I, before I get into, I guess, the rest of the album, I, I need to highlight the song that, according to Spotify, and put Spotify aside, it absolutely is my number one played song of 2018, mm. Not For Me. Flowers, but not for- 
Goddamn, I love this song. Yeah. I love this song. I gotta be honest, I forgot about it when I was sort of making my own list. Good. And I was like, this could have fought. This is so good. The, song the is guitars so good. are so pretty. The melody, the drumming on this song I know. is godly. And I'll let you talk about the rest because there's this one part that Yeah. Well, talk talk to me. I mean, oh my God. Uh I love every part of this song. And there are a lot of parts of this song. Like the verses are sort of this build that are, it's a bar of four and then a bar of two. Already, this is what I'm talking about. It's like, it's not just a simple structure. I love that kind of stuff. I love the melody of it. The sort of pre-chorus kind of, it starts off with just this and then explosion of, I can't feel the earth beneath my feet. And the drummers are going crazy there. I don't even have to say more about that section. Let's get to the real meat of this song, which in terms of the amount of times I played this song, probably 40% of playing that was actually just going back to this section over and over again. You know, I've talked about, like I've said in previous podcasts, you'll probably hear me mention in a future podcast, something about just like favorite musical moments ever. This is up there. Absolutely. Um, it's the bridge of the song, the post-chorus, whatever you want to call it. The combination of her melody, his melody, the one that she sings. <laughs> uh, and left before you saw me on the floor. Yeah, his uh, the guitars there are to die for. Yeah. Those arpeggios are incredible. The drums going on It's an there. aha moment, really. It's it just is. Like, also, Fourth Wanderers has never rocked this hard, ever, on their past album and, and I EP. I prefer them getting heavy. I so. do, too. Honestly, I love it. This song is so sick. But you know, and I just forgot. I was talking talking about how grungy they are. I forgot that didn't they sign to Sub Pop this yes. year for this album? Yes, like the birth of grunge label. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, this is actually their second album, but I think what they're I mean, they, it's their self titled. I think they're considering it. They're like real debut because it's on Sub release. Pop and whatnot. Yep. Just going back to this bridge melodically, I love her. Before you could follow, should have known. It's like the melody itself is. It's over what's going on underneath it that makes it work so well. Also, the the chord change of this part, something about it is magical. It's the same chord change, except for the fact that the first chord lingers for like one measure longer. It's the same chord changes as Aphasia by Pine Grove. Okay. <clears throat> There's a song that my band is currently writing uh, that uses the same chord structure. And even then, I didn't know why I liked that one so much. There's something about the structure. It's It uses a 2-5-1 pattern. I don't know. It's <laughs> so good. And then this song has the outro, which is also great. And then the drums are going crazy at the end of that. Great melodies. The chords are changing all the time. I could talk forever about this song. I have a question. I love it. Have you seen them live? You've seen them live, right? I have. Have you seen them live with playing these songs? Have you seen the song live? Basically? So unfortunately, I saw this... It was before I got into the album, I saw them play live, uh, playing this song. And yeah, I just don't, I, I, it didn't kind of like much what, because I what didn't our know friend it. Natalie was talking about on the last podcast. It's like when you go see a show and you don't know the songs, but you love it, then you go back afterwards, but you didn't, if you had known the song. Yeah. yeah. So, and to be bad. honest, when I, and I've seen them live three times, I think oh, you have, I huh? have, yeah. I prefer the records, I'll be honest. I don't know what it is. I think 
maybe just the sound hasn't been that great. It's always felt disjointed. Mm. Each member from the other member, it hasn't felt as cohesive as they sound on record. I think they all sound good doing what they're doing individually. It just never came together. Like the synergy wasn't there okay. or something like that, um, which is unfortunate. And I really want to hear this song live. Um, but again, going back to the album as a whole, you know, I love in like company, I love just the sort of, I'll be honest with myself from now on. That now on mm -hmm. chord is very cool. A lot of these songs sort of, they don't linger for too long, which I really appreciate as well. Not um, Ages Ago also has a great bridge with a lyric that I really want to point out, which I love. You're like a dream to me. I wake up, I forget, and fall back asleep. <laughs> I know. I, lo great. I love that. It's Snarky. like Yes, exactly. You said Saunter. Saunter is great. I love the intro to Saunter. It mm. feels very strokes in terms of yeah. like her muffled uh, vocals. Microphone-y. Yeah. yeah. And yes, the guitar work on that song is great as well. I don't know. Be My Baby is kind of cool as well. The sort of like beachy slide, like the soft song, quote unquote, on the album. It does not disappoint for eight tracks. The last two for me kind of like i just kind of trail off the, by we, then. the the closer was weak to me but i actually i thought the drums you like were really tired games yeah on, on, i do um yeah and i like the production on here again there's something about the soccer mommy album where the production stood out more to me in terms of like the actual different choices of of uh instrumentation whatever. is that what you mean more by production no i actually think i mean well maybe i think i actually mean there are a little more colors mm. on the soccer mommy album than this one this one does feel more just like rock. oh no it and also every song is sort of the same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, why I, I said it sounded a little samey. Um, so, you know, you were mentioning, you know, wanting to see them live. So unfortunately, they to, you know, tour, they were going to go on a massive tour in support of this album. And shortly before they, they were going to uh, go on the road, Ava released a statement um, saying that she had to cancel the tour because uh, she had been diagnosed with a mental health issue um, and didn't feel like she could she could make it um, on the tour. So, I mean, as a fan and I, you as well, I mean, as a fan of the record, I just um, I hope that, you know, I hope that they can recover yeah, from TBD, that. Hopefully they come back. Yeah, hopefully, because I, I mean, I'd love to see them live with you. Yeah. I'd love to hear more records from them. Um, this is a really great record. Number yeah, two on my list. For, exactly. Young band, Montclair, New Jersey. Something about this town is popping out. Something great in the water. Acts. Uh, you got Fourth Wanderers, Pine Grove, Topaz Jones, right. um, and a lot more. So, yes, please go out, buy, listen to Fourth Wanderers self titled album. Okay, next, I'm going to skip over my number two. We'll talk about that as our last album and go straight to my number one album of the year. By far, my favorite album of the year of 2018 is Joy as an Act of Resistance by Idols. This is the second album from Idols, who are this punk, post-punk band from Bristol, England. I keep saying this phrase, but 
I am forever indebted to my friend Steve, who also um, told, pushed me to get into the Mount Erie album. He told me to check this band out. Um, they their debut album actually came out last year, 2017. So they they followed it up with with this one right after. That album was also great and really interesting. But nothing could prepare me for my experience listening to this follow up. This is the most vein-popping, throat-ripping, invigorating, life-affirming music to me. I think I saw in an interview, or someone wrote it as Concise Carnage. Hmm. Holy fucking shit, this, this fucking album. I just, I wrote all these adjectives down, and I just need to speak them. <laughs> Please. Animalistic, blistering, sour, abrasive, brutal, cheeky, snarky, unruly, impassioned. Everything is screamed at the top of this guy's fucking lungs. This music makes me feel alive more than any other album this year. Wow. Um, I said it before, Pine Grove was my number one album for forever, and then I heard this album, and I was like... When did this album come out? I don't know when it came out, but honestly... It must have been recently. Well, I only got into this album, like, last month. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That and I, crazy. I feel bad that I hadn't listened to it earlier, especially because they played two teeny tiny shows in oh, New York. I was going to ask if you'd seen them I live. Them. They played Rough Trade and they played uh, Music Hall. That so would be an insane So they're show. coming back and I already have tickets to see them wow. at Brooklyn Steel in May, which is a bigger is venue. sold out? But uh, nope, you should get a ticket I'm if interested. you like it. Yes! See, I didn't know what Adam thought about it. Well, um, I'll still talk about it. Later. Okay. <laughs> um, so this type of heavy punk, post-punk music literally rattles my bones and just like pulses through my veins. I love all music, all genres. But even and even looking at my top five, it's kind of diverse. But at the end of the day, punk music is just just gets me. It's what it gets just, you going. It gets me going. Okay, <laughs> the production of this album I mm. think is fucking phenomenal. I think the production is so heavy but crisp. The drums sound so killer. That's a good point. I don't think I ever. I was. I was never Picked listening. That's fair. For that, this is but just you're an unbelievably right. produced rock album. Okay, but on top of just the most insane heavy fucking intense music lyrically this album is incredible this album rallies and, and rants and rages against homophobia toxic masculinity xenophobia anti-immigration sentiment it's a politically incredibly politically charged album but never feels heavy-handed mm -hmm. like it never explicitly talks about brexit because again they're british yeah. brexit or trump or Theresa may or any of that stuff it's also just barbed with all this important commentary of other social issues barbed. wow <laughs> well done like Colossus and Samaritans is about his relationship with his father but also breaking down like male gender norms Danny Nadelko and Great are about that xenophobia anti-immigration sentiment in um, in Britain right now June June don't oh even get God. me started is about stillbirth of his daughter I mean yeah. it's it's a fucking hard Agatha. listen <sighs> Television is about like rejecting, you know, media obsession and portrayal of beauty and, and you know, a search for your own inner happiness and just flee, uh, uh, freeing yourself from that prison of TV. And he does all this with just an unbelievable amount of vulnerability, humanization, empathy, empathy, and humor. This album is so fucking funny. I, you don't feel that way? You're giving me a look. I just, no, I'm laughing I just, out loud. Uh, to be honest, I've listened to this album. Two times plus listening back to a handful of songs okay. after that. So I have not, I mean, and, you know, lyrics for me are always last. So And usually it is for me too. But yeah. when I'm hearing these lyrics, it's taking me to another level. Yeah. I mean, this is such an important album. 
And like I said, while at the same time being just fucking blistering indictments of all these horrible fucking things happening in Britain and the world right now, it's also so funny and quotable. And there's mm. so many pop culture references. I kissed a boy and I, I liked it. it. Katy Perry. I mean, do you know the song Stereo by Pavement? No. When he's like, he talks about the voice of Getty Lee. I know him, and he does. They're making little jokes about that. <laughs> I carried the watermelon as a dirty dancing reference. He talks about James Bond and Harry Potter. He's name checking Charlie Sheen, um, Freddie Mercury. It's yeah. just, it's such so rich with unbelievable music and passion and lyrics. Fuck this. Is it? It's. <laughs> I can't even talk about it. I love this album so fucking much. I, I totally see why. I really wish I gave it more listens, and I'm going to be giving it more listens oh, after this. makes me happy. Yeah, what do you think? Initially, I was not into it. I figured. <laughs> Understandably. I figured, but I also was like, they sound a little bit like Proto Martyr, so, who I know you do like. They do. Proto Martyr, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Proto Martyr to me is a little more musically interesting and maybe musically com- complex if like quarterly i don't know there's yeah. something a little more like all well, they rock use atmospherics band. and like yeah. proto martyr to me is like like a very punky lead singer and the band almost sounds like an alt rock band kind hmm. of at times playing punk music okay. i don't know granted i need to listen more to proto martyr but yes i totally heard you know the similarities between the two but this to me was a little harsher also yeah. I've I've come around a little more to his voice, but it really this album sounded like he's fucking gargling on he asphalt. He sounded like, like a cartoon villain wow. rallying his troops. <laughs> I really the image I had in my head. I don't even remember the character's name, but it's Gary Oldman's character in Quest for Camelot. Oh my god! G- what is it? Ruber? Rubard? Rubard? I don't know who it is, but like, I've got a plan. <laughs> it includes you. <laughs> so that's kind of what I think. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, but. And and then so when you get to a song like June, which is really an amazing song, that's absolutely my highlight from oh, this wow. album. But it's like I mean, it's the softest song on the album, and it's I thought it was a different singer because he's I don't know I don't get what he's doing with his voice. Like, what's his real voice? Because when he's singing like this, he sounds great. I mean, yeah. I get it. I know that I'm like you know I like pretty, I like whatever. But there's something about his just intense. Grumbly. No, I'm talking about the other one. I'm talking about his like his grumbly, growly, like like literally just sounds like he's burping up a a dinosaur. (laughs) I don't know. It's definitely a rough voice, but I think that to me that with and honestly, I think the 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 heavy accent with that voice makes it sound very kind of cartoonish to me or something like that. Unfortunately, but then yeah, you get. Baby shoes for sale, never worn. And he just builds Baby it, gets louder. Shoes, Oof. great, really great song. I also love that. I'll mend, I'll mend, I'll mend. And lyrics are heartbreaking. It's it's a really fucking dark, sad, sad song. And then something like Danny Nadelko. That's so, my other standout track. So I want to talk about Danny Nadelko. On first listen, you can't not sing. 
Yada 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 this is a crazy, crazy good pro-immigration barn burner, mm-hmm. humanizing immigrants in such a smart and clever way with lyrics about real people and real yeah. people he knows. This Danny Nadelko is a friend of his, and he literally named the song after him. He says, my blood brother is an immigrant, a beautiful immigrant. Yeah. I mean, I sort of you know took over what you were going to say, but I mean, this song... It's so important. It's so important. I'm so glad it exists. I'm so glad people are listening to this. Like yeah, musically, and it, do, it, and it actually, you know, I was talking about sort of a cartoon villain rallying his troops. It really does sound like he's rallying people together. This song sounds like like kind of a soccer chant or like a yeah, pub, yeah, yeah. pub yes. rock song. So, but also I, super punk. I I was reading that you know people were calling this album. It's like post punk, but with the complete opposite spin of how it used to be in like maybe the 80s punk where like that used to be all like anarchy and sort of like fuck everyone else and it's just like and uh and this is very community it's like bring everyone together it really but it's has the same exact sonic spin on it so it's really cool that they're sort of changing that around i just love the lyrics on this too like I said, you know, my best friend is an alien. My best friend is a citizen. Mm-hmm. He's strong. He's earnest. He's innocent. He's made of bones. He's made of blood. He's made of flesh. He's made of love. He's made of you. He's made of me. Unity! <laughs> and then just fucking, I, this is such a great chorus. It's so simple, but it's so indicative of what's happening in our world right now. Fear leads to panic. Panic leads to pain. Pain leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. That is what's happening in our world right now. Mm-hmm. God, I fucking love this song. And I, I love, like I said, he's not saying, fuck Trump, fuck Brexit, fuck all you people who don't. He's just talking about the people that this is affecting. He's right. pro- talking about the immigrants he's close to. These are all real people. These are all beautiful people. These are all citizens. Like some of them are citizens. Mm-hmm. It's just, man, this song is fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad it exists. Yeah. I, I like, I really want to listen more to the album. I think the musicianship behind him as well is, is great. I have so many songs I want to talk about, but I'm not going to have the time to talk about everything, at least musically. So I just need to talk. I'm just going to little quotes from each each Please. song because this is the most quotable album of the year for me too. Outside of Tranquility Base, yeah, those two are the most quotable album. Okay, Colossus is a fucking awesome opener. It actually sounds the most like Proto Martyr to me. Goes and it goes and it goes, goes and it goes and it goes. He literally screams, "I put homophobes in coffins," which mm-hmm. is such a fucking great line. Uh, my other favorite song on this album, actually, you know what? Danny Nadelko, I wanted to talk about because it's most important to me, but my favorite song on the album is Never Fight a Man with a Perm. That song is so fucking heavy. That's the name of the song? Never Fight a Man with a Perm. I don't even remember that. (laughs) And it's all about basically rejecting sort of the toxic masculinity, meathead, gym rat stereotypes. Oh my God, these lyrics. Me, oh me, oh my, Roy. You look like a walking thyroid. You're not a man. You're a gland. You're one big neck with sausage hands. It's like, but the music is it's so heavy. It just oozes. Oh man, I fucking love that song. Oh, is, it, is that the second song in the That's album? The second song. I really love the music yeah. on that. I'm scum. Oh fuck, I love that song. This snowflakes an app. <laughs> He screams, this snowflakes an avalanche. I mean, that's just a great line, mm-hmm. especially for people who, you know, associate with themselves with the left-leaning, liberal, you know, be calling, called a snowflake. This snowflake's a fucking avalanche. Mm. Um, love song. 
I fucking love you. I really love you. Look at this card I bought. It says I love you. It's so <laughs> ridiculous and snarky. And everything he says is such a bite of sarcasm. Samaritans is such a fucking good song. He's sort of screaming out, sit down, stand up, grow some balls. It's another song about, he sings, the mask of masculinity is a mask that's wearing me. The chorus is, this is why you never see your father cry. It's this unbelievable song about breaking down those stereotypes of what it means to be a man. And you already quoted it earlier. He ends the song screaming, I kissed a boy and I liked it, which is just screamed at the top of his lungs. And the band is fucking, oh man, is awesome. Television. If someone talked to you the way you do to you, I put my put your their teeth through. Love yourself. Like it's just such this music makes me feel so much. That's I go amazing. outside and I feel free because I smash mirrors and fuck TV. Just a couple more. Please. I'm enjoying the song this. Great, which is also like Danny the Delco, but it's G- talking R-E-A-T. <laughs> the song Great is also about uh, xenophobia, anti-immigration, but from the people's perspective of who are, are racist and xenophobic, Blighty wants his country back, 50-inch screen in his cul-de-sac, wombic charm of the Union Jack as he cries at the price of a bacon bap. Fuck. Oh my God. Graham Rock. Oh my God. This song's so funny. I'm, I'm sorry your granddad's dead. dead. Ah, lovely spread. He's just shouts out 10 points for Gryffindor. Like this album is ridiculous, but it's so poignant, but it's so important. It's so heavy. It's so lyrically dense and lyrically important and interesting and funny. I just, I make these lists every year. This is the first time we're doing this podcast. Um, It's been really hard for me to make my list this year because I can't listen to anything but idols. Mm. I can't listen to anything but idols. Every time I put on an album, I'm like, I just want to fucking listen to Joy. I'm telling you, I really want to see them live. I feel like this would be an insane live show. Please come, going with Steve and Sean. Okay. You should definitely come. Oh my God. I can't imagine what this is like live. The KEX, okay, I need everyone out there and you, Adam, to watch the KEXP live video of them oh so you have seen them oh, perform i've live. seen them perform live on, yeah. on the internet yeah. um and also he's interviewed in it and he's so smart and so interesting oh man joe talbot is the lead singer songwriter fuck I- idols joy as an act of resistance thank you steve for introducing me to the band this band fucking changed my life and let's finish this off with my number one album of the year, Josh's number, number two. two album of the year, Skylight by the band Pine Grove. So this is the third album from Pine Grove. Uh, we talked about them being from Montclair, New Jersey. Third album, I guess. You know, you don't count they, Meridian. I don't really know Meridian. They, I know, like, I'm way too much of a slave to Spotify. Okay, but there's no Meridian on Spotify. I feel like it's in, and that's their choice, which means that I think they are really considering Cardinal their like breakthrough, their Fair first enough. album. This is their second. This band is so incredibly special, and once again, I've said this. What's crazy is I've said this out about all my entire top five. I guess number five, let's say Tiana Taylor, I'm indebted to Kanye. 
But um, my number four, I'm indebted Jeff Rosenstock. I'm indebted to Aaron. Um, my number three, uh, Joanna Warren. I'm indebted to Jillian. My number one, I'm indebted to Steve. I'm indebted forever to uh, my friend Andy for introducing me to Pine Grove. Andy, Andy thank you. is killing it. And he got into them, fell in love with them. He actually interviewed Evan mm-hmm. for a music blog. I'm so glad he brought this band into my life because I fell in love. I said it earlier, Cardinal, their last album from 20, 2016, was by far my favorite album of the year by a long shot. It was perfect, absolutely perfect. A short album, but every song is so good and it just so many emotions. So the songwriting is unbelievable. Fast forward now to 2018 uh, Skylight. This album, their follow-up, in my opinion, does not reach the same level of perfection, but goddamn, it gets pretty close. No, I mean, it's hard to follow an album like Cardinal. It really yeah. is. But this one is very different. If they tried to literally do the exact yeah. same style you said that harder about Courtney Barnett too. and whatnot, and it wasn't as good, honestly, that would be more disappointing. Like they actually were trying to create another Cardinal and failed. This really feels like they were going in a different direction. And I love the new sound. I love it too. With some exceptions, like there are some rock songs on this too, but it's yeah. way softer, warm, Folkier. subtle. It's a very intimate listening experience. Yeah. I listen to this like curled up all the time yeah. because it just feels so soft and gentle, almost like a lullaby at times. Yeah, it's um, less hooky. But I was going to say, but when it hooks you, it, it, it does. Hooks you. The first time I sat down and truly gave truly gave this a listen, I put it right back on. I think I listened to it 10 times in one day. I was wow. so in love with this album. Wow. I, I still I say, wow, I listened to this album on a bus ride home, which took me like four hours and yeah. it's like 30 minutes. And so I also say time to it over and yeah. over and over so, again. So, I mean, I just, you heard me rave about Idols being the, my favorite album of the year. But I mean, this was my my number one until I heard that Idols album because it's it's just so, it's just so beautiful. It's and just, just, I mean, let's stay on that for a second. Almost your number one for 2018, your number one for 2016. This band is doing something right. There is some something yeah. in the water. And we talked when we were talking about our, our top five favorite concerts. Uh, your number two is the Pine Grove Show, is my honorable mention. Uh, forget, you know, we just talked about how great they are live, but even on record, you're just stunned listening to some of these arrangements and yeah. compositions and, and lyrics. The interplay, the lyrics are great. Oh, man. They're like. The band's not infallible, but it's really hard for me not to love what they do. And I hope that they keep putting out records that are as good as these last two. And I mentioned this, you know, when I was talking about seeing them live, but on record, the songs just breathe. They just have a life to them. They don't sound like studio recordings. Well, they're recorded in a house. Well, people have, you know gotten on them maybe giving them shit i mean maybe this is just like my friends talking about it <laughs> but more about like the production is just like it sounds like it was recorded on like a zoom recorder but or i gotta say when i first heard intrepid which they released last year maybe the yeah. end of 2017 i was disappointed by it especially because of the production i it, i don't really hear a difference between that production no and i don't Cardinal. either my point is it grew on me the production did because at first even compared to Cardinal, it felt rougher and mm. a little, maybe echoey. Or yes, it's it just felt like they were recording it in a room somewhere, which they were. Yeah, it's just never. I've never even thought about it unless hmm. people bring it up. It's not even about that. It just kind of feels right. I don't know. I don't know what that actually means. You know, what's interesting. I mean, the audio tree live session that they do. Whoever mixed that. It's incredible. Yeah. What's so special, I think, about Pine Grove in terms of the live show versus the. Um, the music that's on record 
they just like when you hear them with like great live sound it doesn't sound like what you're hearing on record aside mm-hmm. from the compositions themselves they are a rock Rocking band around, yeah. and they're even softer than sometimes than on record it's crazy the the dynamic shift that they can do live compared to on record and even on record but it's like it's even it's 10 times as much um but this album 30 minutes long and 11 songs barely i mean two of the songs are like a minute long yeah kind of rough sketches of songs i mean there are a lot of cool forms on these songs and yeah like josh just said there are a couple that are just like tiny snippets which bothered me at first i was like can you just finish the song that's how i still feel actually they just because i like them both a lot i love them both yeah and i just wish they went longer i mean that's there's a few which ones are you talking about thanksgiving and amulets I even consider Patterson, Patterson and Leo. Leo. But that I mean, one feels more fleshed out. Yeah, and it's it got is a sort of a climax. Yeah. Uh, but even Amulets, I actually think is kind of perfect. And Thanksgiving, I like too. But I'm used to it now, so yeah. I don't even know. Um, I also was like, they had Angelina, their original recording from maybe one of the first releases they ever did. It's on a big compilation called Everything So Far. Which is a great song, immediate hit. I'm sure that like got them a huge fan base before yeah, it was they a even live blew hit. up. People were really into it. Um, and then they had a version which was a lot more lively and rocky on the Audio Tree album. So I get it. The Audio Tree album, it's not like um, I don't know, maybe what they consider an official live album or release or whatever. So they wanted to have an actual studio album version of Angelina. I mean, listen, I love the song, so I'm happy to hear it again. I just didn't, I don't know if they needed that. Maybe they could have come up with another song, but I still love the song. They so actually it, do have a live version of Angelina on uh, Elsewhere. I, you're right. I haven't yeah. even listened to that album. Oh, really? It's crazy. It's really crazy. Recycling on it is so good. Oh, <sighs> shit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Josh and I were talking about uh, earlier when we were talking about the live shows, Nandi just shines on this album, even more so than on Cardinal. I agree. In Her terms harmonies, of harmonies make this a magical experience. I mean, they've always had great harmonies, but this is really, you know, you, just gotta sing along and and what hasn't changed but i love that it's just still there is i don't know how to say but the guitar twinkles the way these songs Uh, sort of especially within the songs but also at the end end i feel like the songs kind of unravel in this beautiful way and you just leave these guitars sort of twinkling and sparkling in the end and it's so pretty there's great slide and pedal steel all over this thing again um there was always a hint of country twang, even in the last album. Yeah. But this is way more folksy and country than Cardinal was, yeah. um, which Cardinal definitely had more shades of like pop punk and emo, emo even. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what's honestly been difficult for some of my peers mm. in terms of getting into this album. I think they probably like folk and country and what less than i do i'm not saying that they don't it's just like i've always loved like my top three bands in general are not in any order but counting crows pine grove bon Iver, all of them have folky flares mm. to their music there's always been something about that that this i is the first time i i heard that bon Iver is in your top three That's oh cool. yeah Oh yeah, absolutely. I've always known the self-titled album is your winter album. It is. It's my favorite album of ever, ever. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, let's. I, I, the this album begins. Yes. Can we please talk about the opener, Rings? Digging it up as soon as it's drawn down. 
what a special song. To me, this is one of the best things I've ever written. Yeah. It's just the from every aspect. The drumming, which it sounds like so with brushes, cool. maybe? I think, or something, yeah. Something. As always, the guitar flourishes and splashes everywhere. The vocal melody is yeah, so beautiful so and addictive. Good. And his range and his control. The last time he goes, am I forgetting how I felt? Yeah. If you sing long, do I remember? Like he, he oh man, in such a whispered hush. God, I love this song. This song has everything you could ever want from Pine Grove. It also sounds like an opener, which I always like. Yeah. It has, you were talking about the guitar twinkles all over this, at the beginning, at the end or whatnot, slide guitar, their dynamics. I mean, talk about the dynamics, his melodies, her harmonies, you've still got some angst. Like, he, he doesn't yell on almost anything for the rest of the album. Just those, am I forgetting how it felt? And then the dynamic shift down. It's like, it's, they're so, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> they're so good. That beat that Zach's doing, aside from just on brushes, it's very cool. Like, what he's actually doing, just sort of like, <laughs> with like hi hat and yeah. snare. In general, the verses are, however you want to look at it, either three bars of 4-4 four, four, or two bars of 6-4. It has this sort of weird suspended feeling. And yeah, that melody, the circle in the back of my throat, spinning in my head and on my pillow, telling you things you don't need to know. His voice falls like a guitar. Yeah, and he's doing and the riff yeah, exactly. that they're doing. But yeah, the melody just works so well. It it, it rises and falls so nicely it reaches those climax moments i love the chord change on the wondering how i seem to you that slide guitar uh also lyrically cardinal wings in the early morning waking up to a metaphor forming obviously first album is cardinal yeah. it's just it's great mark me right below the ampersand perforate line dry summer on my own land what? and they use the ampersand as kind of their own band logo and they have a song ampersand right. as well and i think i think he actually i think this is actually about him getting a tattoo but using it as a metaphor because oh, okay. he actually has an ampersand tattoo and then he's getting i think another tattoo underneath that the needle on the phonographic sound you're digging it up as soon as it's drawn down oof and his little melodized bridge as well. I mean, he's live and on record. He's so good at just yeah. doing these little flourishes. And I, and lastly on this song, I love the way that like when it gets very soft at the end, Zach is still doing the same yes. tempo. And then he fades in the background while they're slowing down. And they did it live they too. Did, and it was did. like so good. They're so tight. They're so oh, tight. Incredible song. I mean, this song goes right into my other favorite on the album is actually Portal. This is your second favorite? I think so, wow. yeah. I mean, it's hard. There's so many great songs. I know. But these the fir these first two songs are like, God damn. This very simple chord change in the verses just kills me. Mm. Just kills me. And when the chorus slows down and opens up, yeah, and, and there's that three, stunning harmony. Oof, man. I'll never hold you. You have yeah, me. Patterson and Leo is beautiful. Why love you? Yeah, that's the best part for sure. You're forgetting Intrepid, which when it first came out, I was like, I kind of like the guitar twinkles because that's very Pine Grove, but I was kind of disappointed. That song recently has actually become top on the whoa, like one of. I mean, it's I guess it's eleven songs. It's one of the top ones Still for me. Still not one of my favorites, but really? I love when it opens. I mean, when it gets rocky. I think I love his melody 
Would you bet your life on it, darling? That Shoot. darling. Every time he does that, and the end of the song. Yeah, it's amazing. I the harmony that he has with Nandi in that same melody is amazing, and I love the bridge. It's so cool. They sound so kind of badass. Him and Nandi singing together, and Zach's got that. Very cool. We already talked about Angelina Thanksgiving. We said it's like it's like a minute long. God, it is so beautiful. Oh, man, yeah, I love Thanksgiving. I just have to say something. So he starts the song saying "Warm night before Thanksgiving," but the way he sings it, it really sounds to me like "Warm my meat for Thanksgiving." <laughs> Because <laughs> it kind of works. Warm meat for Thanksgiving. Well, he's vegan, so I doubt it. Ah, damn. <laughs> That's why he's cooking mushrooms in the other song. Ah. <clears throat> and then you have another highlight of this album, Easy Enough. song comes and goes but it's still jam-packed with again everything you gotta so love about Pine much Grove. great guitar work it's up tempo like a lot not a lot of these other songs no, are, this is very much the then again yeah. of this album i mean i love that verse melody it's sort of all over the place as well as the chords it feels kind of quirky and off easy enough to learn myself out of my house and the guitar when it comes in that is similar to that yes. but they're using that and i love those i'm on my way and i'm wondering that over the chord that's going on underneath it. i love when so all my limits have failed. yes oh, man. and then it it go the contrast again from that sort of like angular more uh full bridge it has so much shit in it and then you go to the chorus which is why yeah that was great <laughs> i love that it just it it culminates into this falsetto note and then you get the nandi and i don't know if it's zach or whatever double harmony going on it's so nice and the drums change zach's fills into that second like interlude part boom 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 and you got the classic pine grove twirly guitar riff solo Mm. thing and then it does it all again and it gets better and better and he does subtle changes and great song i will say my least favorite song on the album is darkness what i know what get out of here it sounds i mean kind of compare that to like patterson and leo you actually like patterson and leo better way more what the fuck you know what it sounds like Warning by Green Green Day. What does darkness? Darkness. Suddenly I found. Yeah, something about something about the melody and the chords just seems so basic to me. I will say the ending is fucking beautiful, like beautiful. But I love when he goes to the finding roaches in the. You know that reference, right? No. To Garbage Grove by Sublime. Oh, no. <laughs> what, what, what does Finding it Finding roaches in the pot. It's the same lyric. He, oh, he shit. He just uses it. That makes it a lot better, honestly. Um, I also love that little... 
it to me doesn't fit. It's too, too basic of a song. Wow. For, it's, this is it's a boundary. One of my favorite songs like on you the... were saying boundaries on uh-huh. Gemini 2. This yeah. is my boundaries. It just so doesn't feel like it fits. Really? Yeah. I think it fits great. It's okay. also one of the longer songs on the album, which I think it needs. But again, like I said, the outro is God. Those harmonized Some guitar twinkles are, are so beautiful. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. I remember seeing you live during that part. I you were right next to me, just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I remember that. I feel bad for my fellow concert. Guys. I actually meant to say this earlier as well. I think jo- Josh and I were with our own respective groups, but also very close to one another. And I think we both had moments of like I felt very bad that my friend Ellie was in front of me, and I think I was. I don't know. She can say otherwise, but I was singing so loud, and I was singing. I was just going like every five (laughs) minutes to what was going on. Uh, The next song, because it sounds like we're just going track by track, "Skylight," the title track, is stunning. This is also one of my favorites. This is just song is gorgeous, so beautiful, finger picked. There's actually it sounds like a light cello in the background or something. Aside from amulets, which is the next song, this is the most sparse Mm. sort of song that they have, and it's beautiful. It feels heavenly. The idea of I climb towards the skylight and the sound of the guitars are like fleeting and flitting and fluttering. Like, and I love Nandi's harmony on. It's a Nice. It's so nice. It just comes together so well. And the drums are so tasteful. Yes, when he goes into like the triplet yeah. kind of thing. It's Live, so the song nice. was actually sick. In the second verse, oh, yeah. Zach made it like harder. Heavy. And then they sort I was of not expecting it even that. softer. But that's what we were saying. This is like an absolutely beautiful, soft song of theirs. And they made it rocking for the, for, for the show. And it was like, whoa. But it still worked. Yeah. They still made it happen. And I just think Light On is a perfect closer, too. It just feels like a closer. Light On was one of the first ones to grab me, for sure. Also, yeah. I love the chord changes in the chorus. It feels unique. Something about, again, I don't, I haven't actually worked them out on piano, but something about the third and fourth chords they go to is like, I don't know. It feels great, especially with his melody. Did I tell you, I'm pretty sure his dad is playing yes, piano. Yes, and I love the, the piano solo on it, too. Yeah, it's This great. one, aside from the chorus, like the verses feel just kind of, it feels very sort of straight ahead, you know, well, the, folk It's rock. literally playing the chord out with a do 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 yeah. yeah, but I just in general, like the melody on the verses and whatnot. But still, it also feels like a closer, and I love his... So good. And the pedal steel kills me, as oh, always. Always. It's just a fantastic record, and it's so short, but not in a way that makes me feel like I'm not I'm missing something. It no, just, just makes me want to listen again. again. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Great, great yeah. album. So, yeah. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. You're hearing us talk. I mean, I'm just overwhelmed with how much I love the songs and albums that I picked out. And I also really liked the fourth wanderers album so i'll be returning to that that's awesome makes me so happy how much you love jeff rosenstock that that made your list is means the world to me yes the fact that you clearly seem to love tiana taylor yeah that makes me so happy you sound like you're getting a little more into idols i am i'm excited to listen Um, more to that of course we both love johanna and josh loves Um, soccer mommy clearly I'll need a little more time with Soccer Mommy. <laughs> so um, I am curious, actually, what albums are you anticipating in 2019? Ooh, that's and a I, great I have question. nothing to say because I don't usually keep up to date on that kind so of stuff. So I've got a handy list here, actually. Please. You, you didn't prep me on this, but I just no, have this no, list. Actually, um, for things that are actually scheduled right now, we start the year off with the new Buke and Gase album, finally. Oh, yes. January 18th. Everyone go out and listen to Buke and Gase. Yeah. Really, that, really cool, different band. 
that same day, the new Twilight Sad is coming, mm. which I love them, and the new Sharon Van Etten is coming. Okay. So automatically, uh, January 18th, we're going to get a killer uh, wow. amount of albums. The new Le Butcherette's album is coming in February. Okay. I've always loved them. Other albums that are upcoming, uh, Jenny Lewis is coming out with a new album. Ah. Um her last one was 2015. Her, it's complicated with Jenny because she goes back and forth between solo albums and collaborative albums. Okay. So first she started off with the Watson Twins, then she put out Acid Tongue, then she did uh, Jenny and Johnny. Yeah. Now oh, then that she was did, after Acid Tongue. Yeah. Then she did the Voyager. Now then she did this album Nice as Fuck NAF. Who's that with? I forgot. There's a super okay. group. And now so the Voyager. When was that? Was that 2014? 2014. Okay. I think, which is a great album. I love that. Um, God, Vampire Weekend. We haven't had an album from twenty since twenty thirteen. Or are you not into them? I, I just don't really know them that I well. Like, I feel like you'd fall. In I love like with the them. song Contra. Yeah, <laughs> Vampire Weekend, Sky Ferrero. We've been waiting since twenty thirteen. Apparently, has a new album coming hmm. out. Um, Run the Jewels going to come out with Run the Jewels four in the summer. Lana Del Rey, her, the new singles she put out this year were beautiful. You should you'd like I them. Listen. Um, God, there's so many. Uh, okay, this one for me. I mean, the Blue Nile. Yeah. They're my favorite band of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, just they hit me like no other music does. We'll talk about them in another show, uh, series, what have you. Anyway, <laughs> Paul Buchanan, the lead singer songwriter, is rumored to have a new album coming out in January, and he hasn't had an album out since 2012. That's exciting. And the band hasn't had anything else since 2004. So they wow. literally take such long breaks between albums. Uh, other than that, um, new X Hex. I'm looking forward to new Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, John Mayer hopefully puts something new out. Pine Grove is rumored to have another album in the works, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm always soon. wary of yeah albums that come out that yeah. soon after their last. New Pup, I fucking love that band. Oh, Pup is supposedly on the Jeff Rosenstock album. That makes sense. They and became Chris friends. Farron. They became friends. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Chris Farren and Artigo Vespucci. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers are rumored to coming out with uh, oh something next year. Uh, Joanna Warren. I mean, we've talked to her after the show, and she, this Gemini 2, she apparently wrote and recorded right. at the same time as Gemini 1. And I remember even so, the, the second to last show, uh, show I saw uh, her in. Played her some in, new stuff? Uh, yeah, she played this this song about a rose. I just remember that, and it hit me, and I Ooh. wanted to hear that song. And then she put out Gemini 2, and I'm like, I have to wait until the next album to hear this. Do you remember also the last show we saw of her at that friend's house? She played something really dark on the piano. Yes, I do. And I remember being like, God, this is good. And it I didn't do come out that. on Gemini 2. So oh, we basically might have another Pine Grove and Johanna Warren album next oh year, which is crazy. Wilco is rumored to come oh. back with a new album next year. Um, but God, Jeff Tweedy's so prolific. He just yeah. put out his own solo album. Yeah. Anyway. There are a ton. The new Weezer, I'm fucking terrified for because the two singles they put out are the worst things I've ever heard in my life. It's so hard to be a Weezer fan. Anyway, I could list these for days, but 2019 is going to be great. I just, I love music so much. And this is a fun, different show for us that I really like doing. And hopefully we make this a tradition. We'll definitely do some other one-offs here and there. Another one-offs during the year. But uh, the next time you hear from us, we will be covering another artist. That's right. in, In full. Yeah. So happy new year to all of our listeners. Yes. Happy end of 2018 into 2019. Listen, we'd love to hear if you listen to these albums we recommended, listen to these songs, um, reach out and let us know if you like them, if you love them, if you hate them. Uh, Why don't you reach out and list and, List your top five favorite songs, favorite albums, favorite yes, concert please. experiences. We I'm love. So we curious. clearly just talked about this for hours. We love talking about music and concerts and songs, albums, rankings. 
we just eat this shit up and we'd love to hear everyone out there your lists yes and next year hopefully i'll listen to a few more albums than i did this year i think you will i think it's gonna be a great year for music i can't wait and we'll be there to uh, review at the end of the year again again thanks so much for listening thanks for being with us and listening to our top fives we love music. We love you. Go out and listen to these songs, these albums. Let us know what you think and what what did we miss? What 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 were our criminally overlooked or underrated records that we didn't talk about at all? Let us know. Reach out. Thanks again. Bye bye.